So, I haven't been able to figure the tech out to convert my audio into a video. So this is what I'm doing. I don't want to re-record the whole thing. I'll have to get some tech wizard to help me do this stuff. Um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to start the podcast and then I'm going to film it with this little camera I have while I flip through some pictures. So you can see some pictures of flowers and then there's pictures of the farm. Um, the farm probably in the last six, seven years, whatever. Eight years maybe. Um, well, it might be. Let's see when. 2014. 2014, so before my mom died farm was in kind of rough shape. Anyway, let's get started. I have a story and I want to share it. Um, it's, a, it's a true story. It's a story of my life. And uh, some, of, some of the things that I'll share, many of you have, uh, have heard already some of the stories. Um, I'd like to um, maybe in this 15-minute version of a podcast, um, open my uh, life up a little bit, let you see what happened uh, to me as a youngster and even as an adult. There's um, stories that we all have that just seem to follow us as we do our lives. And uh, sometimes they're interesting and sometimes they're mundane. Uh, there's a lot of interesting things in, in my life, um, mostly my childhood people find interesting, but then once you get into that aspect of, of my life, then it makes adulthood seem more interesting too because, uh, because of the background that's involved there. So um, I want to... Uh, I want to... Uh, I guess explain uh, certain events in my life and and then do a bit of what I'm calling navel gazing, just maybe just to grab your attention. I don't know, just looking at them and and sort of how those experiences uh, caused me to form the way that I think, um, the things that I think, and the method or methods that I use to uh, to find reason. Um, so th those are the things that we'll, we'll do. If you're interested, you can follow along. I'm hoping also to play a song, mostly original songs, though at the end of this, or maybe at the beginning, I'll see when I post it, um, I want to share a song that has sort of become my, uh, my theme song, I think you might say. Um, uh, it's called Trouble, and it's written by Steve Goodman, and uh, it's the, the lyrics are good, the, the music's good. It'd just be me on my guitar and, uh, you know, singing and playing. It'll be fun. Most of you have heard me, if you've heard me play, you've heard me play that because it's like I play that song almost every time I pick up a guitar. Um, not my song. Steve Goodman gets all the credit for that one. Um, so uh, where do I start, I guess? Um I want to start with a story uh, 
it happened right before my 12th birthday or my 13th birthday. Um, the reason I want to start there, uh, I, I have to get a little bit of background because uh, there was a catastrophic or a magnificent or, you know, any number of different words. No, that's not the word. The word is providential. There's a providential event that happens in my life that uh, sort of causes me to uh, spin in a different direction. Mind you, my whole life I was spinning in a different direction, it seems. So, you know, and I'm not the only, a lot of people think that about their lives, don't they? Like, I don't belong here. What the hell? Um, anyway, uh, we'll get to stories that leads up to that first. But my 13th birthday, before right before that, there's me, uh, my brother Joe, who's two days older than me. He's my, my stepbrother. Um, and uh, two friends, Gina, who was 16 years old at the time. She was a runaway from Los Angeles area. Um, she had had a pretty rough life and fled to Canada. And uh, a lot I have a lot of stories about her. And she's a very colorful character. And she's written a book herself, which is an interesting uh, portrayal of our, our yeah, portrayal of her life experiences as well. Hers is quite a bit different than mine, the way, the, the method that she's done. Um, I can make that available at some point or give a link or something because I think she has it online. Uh, and then Woody, uh, Woody was a friend from Alabama. Um, so you have to understand that part too. I was born in Birmingham, Alabama and lived there until I was 11 years old. So Woody was part of that uh, group. She was, so when I was 12, she was probably 21, 22, uh, and uh, a pretty close friend. Um, so uh, there was just four of us, and we did LSD um, at the farm, which some of you have been to. Uh, it no longer belongs to our family, which is unfortunate, but also a lot less work having it um so the farm was a commune at this time uh the commune was still going it was just the beginnings of of it uh of it dying uh i think i think it still went for about a year maybe a little over that uh but the, the whole dynamic had changed which i'll get into that in another story so we were in the main house, which at that time wasn't fully renovated. We'd only had the property for about a year. Uh, there was renovations going on in it. And uh, we um, we all took acid, uh, I, I guess to celebrate Joe's and my birthday. It was before mine. It might have been even a day or two before Joe's, but it was right around that time. I, actually, I think it was Joe's birthday, but I, I, I don't remember for sure. Um, so as we took, as we, uh, entered into our psychedelic trip, which is what it's called when you, when you take psychedelics, you go and have a trip. Um, I got to, to a point and there's a long story of how I got to this point, but I got to a point in, in that trip where. I believed that I was, uh, I was God. I didn't, um, 
fully have a clear concept of what that was. I had no or very little Christian understanding, uh, but I did have an understanding of God and the devil or, you know, um, Christ and Satan, I guess. Uh, At that time, I didn't say I was Christ. I said I was God. I believed I was God. And I was God representative on earth. Uh, So it, it, it was a very bizarre sort of trip. The trip lasts for like 12 hours or 14 hours or 15 hours. It, it depends. Um, but as, as the trip progressed and I, you know, that thinking I was God was probably when I was peaking. So when peaking is at the highest point, when I was as high as I was going to get. From then it's called coming down. So as I was coming down, then I realized I'm not, I'm not God. I must be the devil. You know, so I had some Christian concept of God and the devil. Um, so as I uh, progressed in my in in this, as we went through the evening, and I thought I was God, then I thought I was the devil. These two girls were doting on me. Or that's how I remember it. I remember Joe being kind of freaked, and Joe had a different history than mine. He had some uh, religious training um, some spiritual understanding about Christianity some kind of understanding about Christianity I had virtually none you know so um, so when it was all said and done I realized I wasn't like as I was coming down I realized I wasn't God or the devil I was me I was just a boy a preteen about to be a teenager sort of you know entering the world of adulthood, I guess. I don't know. It was a very bizarre evening, uh, as most trips are, and uh, it imprinted pretty soundly on my uh, psyche. Um, regardless, we all crashed, went to sleep, and when we woke up, it was late in the, in the day by my memory, and... Uh, Gina had already been up and had gone outside and was, who knows what she was doing, but uh, she came running inside and we were all vegging out, probably token up, I don't remember, sitting on the couch token up or just vegging out. And she said, uh, look, I, I've had this vision. Um, uh, an angel came to me. She didn't call it a vision. She said, I, I saw an angel. An angel came to me and gave me a, a name and a, and a phone number and an address and told me we have to go to Vancouver. So the three of us, the two girls and myself, um, we were all like, okay, well, I guess we'll go to Vancouver. And uh, invited Joe too and he was like no I think I'll not go <laughs> so and he had you know he had his reasons um so we ended up going to Vancouver and uh, I guess that's that tune in next time as a bit of an addendum I want to say um I'm going to try and make the talk about 15 minutes long 
between 10 and 15 minutes and then put a song at the end. So there'll be like two separate things. I haven't quite figured out how to get the song attached to the main body of the podcast. Um, I may have to experiment a bit. I'm going to try and get it hooked in to the end of this podcast. Um, but I, like I said, as an addendum, I want to say that before posting this, I shared it with Joe. I didn't want to uh, share anything that he might not want shared. Like, I don't, I don't know how personal it was for him. It's very interesting. He, we had a, a, a brief talk. It was texting. I don't know how brief it was. We talked quite a bit, but, it, it, you know, we got to sit down and do a face-to-face. And uh, my experience was totally different than his. And I would assume that Gina's and Woody's was totally different than mine, except that we continued to travel together to uh, to Vancouver and become part of the Jesus People's Army. Joe's memory of that trip was listening to music and letting us do our trip. So uh, it's interesting. I think that's really cool. We all have our trip. We all have our own memories. I think there's a constant. I think there's a thread that runs through them. I think there's a thread that runs through all of human history. Uh, you know, I, I had a very cool talk with somebody uh, a couple days ago. No, it was yesterday. Uh, Swin, Matt Swin on the street, had a talk with him about the continuity of history, human history, and how our ancestors affect us even if we're not aware of it, that their lives, the things that they experienced, uh, imprinted their children. And, uh, you know, so like my mom and my dad's experience imprinted me because they were a result of the things that they experienced. And their parents imprinted them. So my grandparents imprinted my parents. And their parents imprinted them. So great, great grandparents I mean and it goes on forever I mean it's in perpetuity it just keeps going our worldview is established in part by the things that we learn from our parents and the things that they learned from their parents um, so you know we make of that what we make of that it's um, a lot of it is our own decisions. Um, just some more interesting, that's navel-gazing stuff. You know, if you've ever taken a trip and watched the traces of your own fingers and your own hand, it's a little bit cosmic. Uh, but it's based in some very real stuff. So anyway, shout out to Joe. And... Uh, all of y'all, I'm going to try and attach the song now. So we're, we're almost at 15 minutes on the, on the spoken part of the uh, podcast. If I can't attach it, I will post a song separately at the same time. Um, so it'll be like 
two podcast posts. I don't have a provider or a carrier like Spotify or anything like that yet, so we'll get there. This right now completely operates um, like production values are directly related to the the equipment that I have, the knowledge that I have, and the um, you know the where I am. I'm sitting in a in a bedroom with the window open because it's hot, and I'll pick up uh, background noises from the neighborhood. Anyway, such is life. We'll work on these things. Peace out. First time you shade the truth, you want to run and hide. Your throat gets dry and your tongue gets tied. And then you start to thinking maybe no one knows you lie. And now you're shady
first time you fall in love The skies are sunny She calls you honey Your jokes are funny And then somehow she shows you she's only In it for the money And now you're drinking all song trouble copyright steve goodman excuse me um my voice isn't as pure as it used to be when i was younger and my fingers don't move as swiftly or as accurately around the fretboard or keyboard depending upon what instrument i'm playing so i hope you enjoyed it i hope this is an interesting project to you and if so we'll see you later